Amen. Man, isn't it good just to celebrate? Let's give it up, man. God is so worthy of our praise. And uh, that's really, like I said earlier, that's what this day is about. And for many of you, this may be your first Celebrate the Miracles. And, uh, and hopefully it, it, you, you kind of get in the idea that we like to take the time to just thank God for all He's done. You know, and so really what Celebrate the Miracles was set up to be was a time to celebrate what God has done in the year behind us you know, and what He's doing presently in the lives of people just like we saw today and what, and what He has in store for us. I mean, even looking into the new year, I mean, we, we look at that with anticipation. You know, the Bible says to give, give thanks to God, you know, to give thanks to Him in advance for what He's done. And so we do that. We take this time to celebrate the miracles. So that's what today is. And we believe there's no greater miracle than whenever a life has been changed and transformed by the power of God. And, and so to see that many people go through the waters of baptism, man, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet, as they used to say, right? I mean, something's wrong with you. But, I mean, that is just exciting stuff to see. And so today, that's what we, we want to talk about is celebrating the miracles. And, and we celebrate different things. You know, we, in our culture, we celebrate things. And, and some things are important. We celebrate birthdays, the birth of, you know, the day that we were born. Moms and dads celebrate that, and we celebrate it each year. We celebrate anniversaries. We celebrate a lot of things. And sometimes they get the due attention, and sometimes they don't, right? And, and, but here's the thing is today we wanted, we wanted to make sure that God got our full attention. And so everything that we do today and everything that we sing today and everything that we have been a part of today, we pray will honor God. That is our prayer, that God would be honored. He would be glorified today. And so let's look at what a celebration is. So I love this. Uh, essential meaning of celebration. What does that mean? Because most of us understand a celebration. And, uh, and we see people, people get excited and celebrate some things, you know, way more than they do other things. But I wanted to kind of look at some of the definitions. This is straight out of Merriam-Webster. It says, number one is to do something special, special or enjoyable for an important event, an occasion, holiday, etc., so in other words, do something special. So there's like there's special food over here in the cafe today. If you haven't been over there, you need to swing by there. Some good stuff. And, and so there's there's special things. We do special music, you know, and, and maybe even a special offering. So we do those things to celebrate the miracles that God has done and what He's doing and what He has in store for us. So here's the second definition: to praise someone or something. So we praise Jesus, right? So we're choosing to celebrate by praising Jesus or something, the gospel. We celebrate the gospel and what Jesus is all about, the whole message of the gospel. So that's the second definition. Here's the third one. I love this. To, to say that someone or something is great or important. Man, does that not line up with what worship really should all be about is a celebration. So we call our, even our Sunday services a worship celebration. It's a worship celebration where we are celebrating Jesus. We're trying to make much of Jesus every time we gather. And so that's what a celebration is. So today, as we celebrate the miracles, it's important that we, that we do that. We line up with Scripture. And here's, here's what the Scripture tells us in Psalms. It says, Praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. And so every time that we gather together, and I hope and pray that for you guys, whenever we sing songs, that you're not checking out, you're not checking your phone, but you're going, you know what? You're listening to the lyrics and you're saying those things back to God. That's what they are. These are, these are love songs, if you will, back to God. And we're, and we're singing these songs back to God. And hopefully, it is literally, it's what you would like to be able to say to Him. And so when we, we just sing His praises and we sing songs that point towards Jesus. And we talk about the man He gives us victory. And that man, that there's nothing that is immovable for Him. That He is all powerful. That man, we're saying these things back to God. And therefore, we are what? We are celebrating God. We're celebrating the God of the universe. We're celebrating His Son, Jesus. We're celebrating the cross. We're celebrating the power of the resurrection. We're celebrating that death has been defeated, that sin has been defeated. All those things. We're celebrating the good news. And, and so that's what we, we're called to do is we're come to, 
come together and sing. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. I mean, his love endures forever. And hopefully, man, for many of you in this room, you realize, you know what, man, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. You put your faith in him like these that have gone through the waters of baptism. And, man, you realize, you know what, his love endures forever. There's nowhere that I can go that I can't get, you know, I can't, I can get away from him. It doesn't matter if I go into the depths of the sea or the darkest place. Man, God's love is right there. And there may be some of you in the room today, you just need to hear that God loves you. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Maybe you're watching online. You need to hear that God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And he wants to be involved in your life. But his love endures forever. So give thanks to the Lord. So today we celebrate. That's what today is. It's a celebration. So what do we celebrate? Today we celebrate this. Today we celebrate life change and those who are following Jesus in obedience through baptism. So we just got through baptizing 17 people this morning. One couldn't be here. They had the flu. And I told them, hey, listen, thanks for staying home and not giving that to the rest of us, right? So, you know, in a couple of weeks, he'll, he'll be baptized as well. I had someone ask earlier today, you know, hey, listen, man, I feel like I need to follow Christ in believers' baptism. I said, well, then take that step of obedience. It's one of the first steps of obedience. And so we take that step. And we're, here's the thing. We're going public. We're letting everybody know that Christ lives within us. It's a public proclamation. They have put their faith in Christ. Baptism does not save you. It, that would be works. And we don't believe in works. We believe that it's by faith. That's what Jesus taught. To our faith in what Jesus did on the cross, what he did through the power of the resurrection, by defeating death, defeating the grave, defeating sin, by our faith in who Jesus is, we are saved. And so therefore, when we surrender our life to him, we become part of the family of God. So what we celebrate today is we celebrate that lives are being changed and transformed from the inside out. You know, in the first service, I, I baptized a gentleman that I had coached baseball with through the years. And, uh, and, and anyway, so, you know, we went to lunch a couple of weeks ago and, and I, I sat down and was just talking to him about, or actually I was listening to him talk to me about Jesus. It was incredible. And I was like, man, dude, you have changed. This is awesome. And so I'm getting to see with my own eyes the transformation that is taking place in a man's life whenever he surrenders his heart to Christ. He's not the same guy. He's new. He's a new creation. And man, new words are coming out of his mouth. New things are coming out of his mouth. And here's the lovely thing about that. His family is seeing that and hearing that. And they're seeing the change. And man, he can't deny it and they can't deny it. And so what I love is, you know, and, and like Julie was saying in her testimony, moms and dads, hear what I'm saying. We need to live out our faith in such a way that our children do see that our faith is real, that it's genuine, that it's authentic, and that we lean into Jesus and that we trust him and that he walks with us and that we are not alone. And maybe, you know, they will hear that. They will see that and they'll say, you know what, that's what I desire for my life. Now, I want Christ to be the leader of my life. And so our witness, even with our family, is critical, prayerfully. Our children will one day put their faith in Christ and follow Christ in believers' baptism. So today we celebrate life change in those who are following Jesus in obedience through baptism. And so look, look at this. It's, I love this. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Man, today there are people that have gone through the waters of baptism and they're saying, I want everybody to know that, man, I have experienced victory through Jesus Christ. I have experienced healing through Jesus Christ. And maybe we're still in that process of being healed and transformed. But the thing is, is victory is ours. Victory over death. Victory over sin. We no, have to, no longer have to live as bond, in bondage or in captivity. We've been set free. So we have been given victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. So here's what Scripture is saying. Hey, man, 
There should be songs of joy, man, singing about victory, and that's what we do. We're singing about victory in Christ. It's sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I love this right here. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. Can't you almost see that? That the strong right arm of the Lord, man, is held up in victory. We have victory. And so for us as believers, as followers of Christ, we walk in that victory. We don't have to walk in defeated lives and beat down. Satan loves for us to tell us that lie. But we have been given victory, so therefore we walk in it. So we celebrate that today. We celebrate victory. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. I will tell what the Lord has done. We have been given eternal life. And I'm just telling you, we need to be talking about what Jesus has done in our life. Everyone in this room has a story to tell. Julie was telling her story about her, you know, how she went through a season there and how God's using her and how she's using her gifts. And here she is leading worship up here. Let me just tell you, God wants every one of us, every believer in this room, he wants us to tell our story, to tell others what he's done in our life. That's what scripture says, right? Tell others what he's done. And too often what we do is we want to hold everything close and we should be telling everybody we have the opportunity to, to tell them what Jesus has done in our life. I had a lady come in a couple of weeks ago. She was sitting in the first service right back there. And she said, uh, she came up to me a couple of Sundays ago. She said, hey, I want to just share with you my testimony. And I'll tell you what God has done in my life. I said, man, I'd love to hear it. So she came by and we sat down. And she, and she told me that morning, she said, I was given three months to live in 2013. And I'm thinking, all right, somebody got that wrong or either God just had a different plan. She goes, it was all God. She goes, can't wait to tell you. So she sat down and talked with me and Shannon and shared with us how, how, how God has just brought her through this. She's been battling cancer all that time. And, uh, but she was given three months to live. And she, but if you'd have just heard the joy and the laughter and to see this woman just share about what God has done, how he's walked with her through this incredible challenge. But how, you know what? I'm just trusting Jesus. I'm just trusting God. She went through the treatments and all that stuff, but man, she was trusting God. And just to see that, I'm like, man, people need to hear your story, right? And so she, what she was saying, hey, listen, I'm not one who wants to get up in front of people, but I just got to tell somebody. And I'm just telling you, that's what we do is we often go, well, I'm not good at getting up in front of people. You don't have to be, but there's somebody that needs to hear what God has done in your life. He needs to hear about the changes he's brought into your life. And so I love that passage. Tell what the Lord has done. So I will live to tell what the Lord has done. I will live to tell what the Lord has done. So every one of us ought to have that mentality. God, show me somebody that I can share with today what you've done in my life. And for many of you, whenever you leave here, it may be whoever's checking you out at the register, or maybe it's your waiter or your waitress. You just say, hey, listen, can I pray for you? And you have an opportunity to pray for them and encourage them. And maybe you get an opportunity to share with them what God has done in your life. Maybe you've got family members or friends that are going to be together for the holidays. And you got an opportunity to sit down and just talk to them about it. Or maybe you just call them up and say, hey, listen, I want to take you out to lunch. Or I want to take you out to dinner. And I just want to tell you about what God is doing in my life. And man, who's going to turn down a free lunch or a free dinner, right? But you have a captive audience and you get to tell them what Jesus has done in your life. So that's what we celebrate today is lives being changed. Today we celebrate God's good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I remember whenever I was younger, there was some um, tracks, gospel tracks. It was called the good news. And then it was a good news Bible that came out. And I remember going, all right, the good news, you know, and I was not a believer. Um, so the good, new, the good news is that Jesus left heaven, wrapped himself in humanity. We're about to celebrate the birth of Jesus, right? Christmas. And he left heaven to come here to make a way for us to be in right standing with God. That's the good news. And here's the thing. It is only by our faith in what he has done that we can have that right standing with God. 
that we don't have to earn it. We don't have to work hard. We don't have to follow a bunch of rules and regulations to so hopefully one day qualify. But we only qualify because of what Christ has done, the righteousness of Christ being applied to us. So what we celebrate today is we celebrate the good news, God's good news. We celebrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now, most of us know that verse, right? John three sixteen. We see it on banners on game day. We see it everywhere. And there's a lot of times when people see that and they go, what is that verse? And they look it up. You know what they hear? They hear the gospel in a nutshell. They hear the good news of, of Jesus in a nutshell, if you will. And so there's many of us that when we heard that for the very first time, it moved us, it stirred in our hearts. And I would just say this to us as a church and to us as individuals. We need to be intentional about telling others this good news. We can't just hope that somebody will share with them, but we've got to be moved and stirred in our own spirit, in our own heart, that you know what? We want to be a part of leading other people to Christ. We want to be vessels that God will use. Now look at verse 17. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. It's only through Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Knowing it's to the Father except through Jesus. And it's by faith and faith alone. It's not by works or deeds. There's nothing we can do to earn it or qualify. And so we celebrate the gospel, the good news. Today we celebrate the gospel of Jesus being proclaimed. proclaimed. And here's the thing. We have good news, but if we don't share it, man, you know, how do they get to know about the good news? The Bible even says, how can they hear unless someone goes and tells them? You know, so we've got to be willing to say, God... We want to hear the gospel proclaimed. We want to be a part of proclaiming the gospel. We want to do everything we can to share hope with those who have no hope. And so I'm just telling you, every week we pray for God to draw people here. I was talking to a couple after the first service that I, I told them, I said, you know, they, they talked about whenever they were driving by here, they could just sense God's spirit here. That is a compliment to this church, I'm just telling you. If people can sense God's spirit here, that's a God thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and so they felt drawn here. And so they came and they came up to me afterwards and just said, I just want you to know how, how, how much this meant to us. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And I want to say, man, we prayed for you. We prayed for God to draw you here. And there they are. And so here's what I'm saying. We've got to be willing to proclaim the gospel. So every week, it doesn't matter if I'm teaching on marriage or if I'm teaching on money or if I'm teaching on sex or I'm teaching on whatever, meals. We're going to share the gospel. We're going to share the good news. We're going to proclaim Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Now, that thread is in everything in Scripture. Everything in Scripture. The Old Testament points to Jesus as the Messiah, the promised one, the only way to a right relationship with God. The New Testament is a confirmation of it. Jesus, we shared in communion last week, and Jesus said, this establishes the new covenant. And so when we looked at it, it's all pointing towards Christ. And so for us, we do. We celebrate the gospel of Jesus being proclaimed. And let me just tell you, whenever we, you guys walked up here a while ago, and you put your, your offering in this basket... All of that will go towards missions. And, and so we love to know that, you know what, the gospel is being proclaimed not only here at Journey Church and maybe even at Hope-inspired ministries here in town or maybe at, at, at one of the, the ministries that we support around the River Region, but, man, it goes to the ends of the earth, supporting missionaries that feel called to a people and feel called to an area or feel called to a continent. And, man, they cannot get away from it. And they say, you know what, I'm, I've got to be on mission. I've got to be about this. And so we get to support them and be a part of that. Parable of the lost sheep. This is one of my favorite passages. It's just the whole chapter of Luke 15. And, and, and look at this. It says, The tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. So these are the people that, that the religious leaders didn't really want to be around. But man, they were drawn to Jesus. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. 
you know, we just walked through a series called Meals with Jesus, and we saw where Jesus leveraged these meals to be able to teach people the gospel, to be able to establish maybe a new teaching, a new covenant in their life. And so Jesus was always leveraging that time. You know, he enjoyed food, but he loved people. And so he would go where the others, you know, the religious leaders and some of these guys that were kind of high and mighty, they, they didn't want to be associated with them. But Jesus said, hey, listen, that's what I came for. That's who I'm after. I'm after those. And he goes, man, that's who I'm pursuing. I'm chasing after. And maybe you're one of those where you feel like, well, you know, I don't, feel, I don't fit in or I, I, I don't have what everybody else has. Hey, man, Jesus came for you. He's looking for you. He wants a relationship with you. And, and so I love this whole passage here. But he was eating with them. So Jesus told them the story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I love that. You know, to be honest with you, that's what we were doing a while ago. We were all calling everybody together. Hey, guys, you know what? We get to celebrate. Tony was, hey, listen, church, we need to celebrate. The lost have been found. The lost have been saved. These people have come to know Jesus. And, man, we need to celebrate. All of us 99 need to do everything we can to celebrate, right? That's what he was doing. And that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, listen, man, we need to rejoice, man, whenever one puts their faith in Christ. And and we've got to have that same mentality that we want to go after the lost. Now, here's the thing. We can get excited about somebody getting saved, and we can clap, and we can celebrate. But we really have got to go a little bit further than that. Every one of us has got to go, God, put it in my heart that I am a missionary. And God, that you want me to be intentional about going and reaching the lost. Not that, hey, Pastor Mike will do it, or Pastor Tony will do it, or Pastor Daniel, or one of these guys will do it. Or that somebody else who has that gift of evangelism will do it. We are all called to evangelism. Every one of us. And so what we do is we go, you know, God, help me to see my mission field. Help me to see what my mission field is. You know, and we've got to be willing to say, God, I want to be intentional about that. And I want to use that and leverage that, that for, for your glory and for your kingdom, God. And so maybe you're in here today and you're going, man, you know, I know I need to be about reaching people. But, you know, I just don't know where that's at. Well, it's wherever God has put you. You know, wherever your job is at, that may be your mission field. You know, and maybe you're in the military and you're in here and you're thinking, well, I went into the military for this. No, you just thought you did. God put you in the military to be a missionary so that you can go all over the world. And Uncle Sam pays the bill for you to be on missions. You know what? And, and that's, that's something we need to look at. Or maybe you're coaching and you go, you know, I just enjoy the sport. No, no, you just thought that. God has got you there as a mission field. For me, back whenever guys like Ryan and I were coaching baseball, man, to me, it was about, that was a mission field for me. You walk up, you see all these kids out there playing and practicing. You see all these parents sitting around complaining about what the coaches are doing. You know what I'm saying? But that is a mission field. And, and you go, you know what? I don't know where these people stand. I don't know where they're going to spend eternity. But God, show me how to build a relationship with them that I can share the good news of the gospel with them. That's what every one of us ought to be asking. Help me to go after these lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Jesus is making it clear. Man, all of heaven is rejoicing if one calls on his name. And so every, every Sunday when I present the gospel and I say, hey, listen, man, if you just pray to receive Christ, if you don't mind, raise your hand. And I get to go, hey, man, I see your hand. And, man, praise God for that. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. Just t- let me just tell you this. We may get a little excited down here, but in heaven there is a party happening. I mean, they are rejoicing. They are celebrating because that's what Jesus came for. 
was for the lost. And so we've got to have that mentality. Today we celebrate missions. That's what that whole offering is about. Every penny of that will go towards missions. It'll go towards reaching lost people. And I love to know that we get to be a part of partnering with people like Hope Inspired Ministries. And we get to be a part of partnering with guys like Call to Africa, Ken Gallion. Who, who men said, God, I'll do anything, just don't call me to Africa. And that's the name of his ministry now. It's called Call to Africa. And he goes to Africa because he has a heart and a passion for the people of Africa. And man, let me tell you, he is anointed like you wouldn't believe. Whenever he preaches in Africa, people respond by the droves to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here's the thing. I want to invest in that guy. I want to be a part of that guy's ministry. Andre DeVries, who's in South Africa. He's willing to pack generators and, and take stuff up into the mountain so that he can present, show a movie called the Jesus movie. And, and, and he's able to present that there. And people hear the, the, the gospel in their own language and they respond to Jesus by faith. You know, in our booklet here, I love this. That, this is a celebration of missions and what God has done this past year. So hopefully you guys will pick one of these up. So don't, don't let us print them and you not look at it. We want you to pick one up. They're here. Just grab one. And take it and look through there and read about the stories of life change that have taken place. You know, one guy came to know Christ and he ended up being instrumental in his family coming to know Christ. You know, and there's missions and there's ministries that we support and we invest in. And you get to see some of those ministries we invest in. Just this past week, Ken was sending me a, a picture of, of uh, the foundations that are being laid for a, a medical clinic that is going to be there in Africa that uh, the gospel will be presented there. They put up the water system. He sent some pictures of that and he said, hey man... Be praying with us about what God wants to do here. He said, but this medical clinic, there's not one around. And he sent me a little video from Andre that Andre's over there working because a lot of people can't get back into Africa to do some of the things. So Andre's, he's boots on the ground and he's in there and he's kind of videoing, showing. So they got the water system set up and they're laying the foundation for the building. And he's going, hey man, this is a health clinic that many people don't have any health care whatsoever for miles and miles. They'll come there and they'll hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. How cool is that? We get to be a part of that when we do missions. And that's what missions is about. It's those who are out there on the, they're on the fringe, if you will. They're on the edge and they're where they're called to be. Now, many of you may not think of your area that you're in as missions, but I'm telling you, if you see it as you're a missionary to Prattville, Millbrook, your high school, your workplace, whatever it might be, then you're a missionary. And we're all called to be about that. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. That's what we celebrate, right? But look at this. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. In other words, we can't earn it. It's a gift. We receive it by faith. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. So God has given us this task of reconciling people to him, that we're the messengers, we're the ambassadors, we're the ones taking the, the good news. So we can't say, well, that's somebody. No, that's all of us, right? And so how many of you guys in here are task-driven? Raise your hand. Be honest. Raise your hand. All right, raise your hand. So I see So y'all make task lists, right? You do task lists at night. You get up in the morning, you get one, you scratch it off, and it feels so good to scratch one off, right? All right, well, here's the thing I want you to do. I want you to put that on your list. Hey, you know what? I have the task of reconciliation. Every one of us need to write down, I had the task of reconciling people. You know, that's what, that's what the scripture teaches. And so I am to be on task by sharing the gospel, sharing my story and telling people what Jesus has done in my life. That's what I'm to be about. And so put that on your task list for today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And if this many people, and I saw a lot of you raise your hand, you know, say, hey man, I'm task driven. Let that be one of your tasks every day to share the gospel somehow, some way. Let me tell you what happens is we begin to push back the darkness in this area. 
Because the gospel is going forward and it is the light of the world. It is Jesus. And the more that we share the gospel, the more that people hear the good news, the more that they, they hear how Jesus can save them, man, they put their faith in Christ. And you know what? Their life has changed from the inside out. And maybe we'll see them go through the waters of baptism. Or maybe you get to stand there and say, this is my friend who I led to Christ. And you get to baptize him. And, and you get to go, you know what, man, God, I was a part of that. Thank you for letting me be a part of that. This guy's life being changed forever. I love it. Look at this. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against him. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. See, church, it's not just me, the, the, the pastor, who has to preach this message. But every one of us preach this message by how we live, how we treat people, how we talk, how we, how we give, what is important to us. And so we all proclaim this message of reconciliation with our life. So we become witnesses of Christ and ambassadors. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. And we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So we're saying, hey, listen, come back to Jesus. Come back to God. There's some that literally they, they've never known Christ. We're saying, hey, man, come back to God. There's some that, you know, have literally, they've heard about him. They've heard all these things. Maybe they were raised in church. They were really religious, but, man, they don't have a relationship with God. Come home. Maybe it's the prodigal who, who gave their life to Christ young, but, man, they went off and they began to live flippantly and, and man, against everything that God taught. And say, hey, come home. And the Father is there to embrace them, to put his arms around them. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with, with God through Christ. Through Christ. So, folks, church, today, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate Jesus. Everything that we've done today is to celebrate Jesus. And so I pray that every time that we gather, man, we, we look for ways to celebrate Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We look for ways to celebrate missions. That's Jesus' message going forward. We look for ways to celebrate life change. That's Jesus transforming somebody from the inside out. And so today we celebrate Jesus. And I'll just say this. I pray that every day we have that mentality. But that we do take the time for a day like celebrate the miracles to say, you know what? We're going to set aside a time just to celebrate all that God has done. And we look back and we realize all the lives that have been changed and the healing that has taken place. And we, we celebrate what God is doing, what he's currently doing in the hearts of people. And we celebrate what he's doing in, 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 in store, what he has in store for us in the year ahead. And we look into this new year and hopefully with great optimism, we go, you know what, God, we don't know what you have in store for us. But God, we trust you. And Jesus, we celebrate you. And we look forward to what you have in store for us. And we're going to go ahead and give thanks now for what you're going to do in the year ahead. And so we believe that God is going to give us some opportunities to reach more and more people in our community with the life-changing message of the gospel. And let me just tell you, he's going to use all of us. And it's going to take all of us doing our part to make the difference that God wants us to make. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Christ. There may be some of you that you're here. Maybe you're here to watch somebody get baptized. You just thought you were here to see them get baptized, but you're here to give your life to Christ. Maybe you're watching online and, man, you're, you're, you've realized today, you know what, man, I've never given my life to Christ. I've never surrendered my heart to Christ. Maybe today could be the day of salvation for you. Maybe today could be the day of salvation for you. I want to ask everyone just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I think that really most of us in this room, we know where we are in our relationship with God. We know. We know where we are. We just kind of question whether or not God can do what he says he can do. Or either we question whether or not we can do what we want to do. And here's the thing. 
We can't do anything to earn it. We can't do a thing to earn it. But what we can do is we can put our faith in Jesus who can do it all. And so I want to encourage you. Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online. You've never put your faith in Christ for salvation. You've never received Jesus. Let today be the day of salvation for you. And invite Him to come into your life to save you, to transform you from the inside out. And so maybe, maybe that's your decision today. I want to give you an opportunity to respond. You might say, well, Mike, I, I want to do that, but I don't know how. Let me, let me walk you through it. It's just like this. Just say, Jesus, I am a sinner. And I have sinned, and you know that. And so, Jesus, I confess that to you. That's confession. So, Jesus, I want to quit living the way I've been living. And I want to live for you. That's repentance. And so, Jesus, with all the faith that I have, every bit of faith that I've got in me, I put my faith in you, Jesus Christ, to save me. To change me, to transform me from the inside out. And so, Jesus, will you come into my heart? Will you be my leader? Will you be my Lord? I surrender my life to you. And I'm just telling you, if you just did that, you become a part of the family of God. You are saved. And all I can say is welcome home and welcome to the family. If, you, if you're in this room and you just prayed that prayer to receive Christ, would you raise your hand and just say, Mike, I just prayed that prayer with you. Anybody in the room? Just raise it high so I can see it. Anybody? I see your hand back there. Anybody else? All right. Anybody else? Just raise your hand high. And here's the, if I don't see your hand, you know what? God sees your heart. I see your hand right up here on the front row. That's awesome, brother. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Anybody else? So, Mike, I just prayed that prayer, man. I just asked Jesus to come and save me. Let me just tell you, we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate your salvation, your life being changed, you being transformed from the inside out. We want to celebrate that. Maybe you made that decision online. Man, text us. Let us know. We want to see you go through the waters of baptism. We want to see you follow Christ in obedience. We want to walk with you. There's nothing like seeing the lost saved. Jesus said that all of heaven rejoices. So with these that have raised their hand, all of heaven is having a party right now. Isn't that awesome? Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for Jesus. God, we thank you that you, you love this world enough, God, that you would send your one and only Son to the cross for our sins, for our transgressions. And God, that you offer forgiveness through his precious blood when we believe, when we put our faith in what he has done. So, God, I thank you for those that have put their faith in Christ today. I thank you for those that have followed in believer's baptism today. God, we honor you. We worship you. And we celebrate you. And we celebrate your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's awesome. Church, give it up for these that have raised their hand for salvation. So that's what we celebrate. I love being able to tell people whenever they, they come and they, they put their faith in Christ or they go through the waters of baptism, I get to tell them, hey, listen, you know what? You're the reason we planted Journey Church. We came to, to reach the lost. That's what this church is about. Is we want to reach the lost and we want to lead, we want to lead them to become faithful followers of Christ. We want to disciple them. And so that, that's, that's what the purpose of this church is about. So every time I see someone raise their hand for salvation, I see someone come to know Christ, I just go, you know what, God, that's why... You planted this church. It wasn't just to busy up another corner on the on a block, but it was to take the gospel, the good news of Christ, to a lost and dying world. Love that we get to be a part of that. At this time, we're going to take up our our offering, and uh, I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and kind of get in place. And 
and uh, we're going to take up our offering. And uh, I want to let me let me go over one thing before I do this, before I forget about this. And uh, this is our, our proposed budget. So we gave this out to you guys last week. Hopefully you guys looked over it, have prayed through it, and you've asked about your part in that. And so this is our one of the things that we vote on every year. This is the one thing we vote on because everybody has a part in this. So our proposed budget for this year, it's not it's not a whole lot more than it was last year, but it is it is an increase. And uh, and we we God just blessed us this past year. We exceeded budget, and, and when I say exceeded in a good way, well, like there was more came in than we had uh, planned to spend. That's a good thing, right? That's a, that's the positive. And so this year we set a budget of one million three hundred thirty six thousand. To do things in what we feel like that's what it will take to do things with excellence and to do things in a way that we feel like God will use us to impact the river region. And here's the thing. If more comes in, we'll use it to do great things and uh, to make a difference. And if less comes in, we'll, we'll leverage whatever we've got for God's glory. Uh, but we all have a part in it. And so our budget for the, the proposed budget for this coming year is one million three hundred thirty-six thousand. And so if you're in favor of that, if you would, let it be known by a hearty amen. amen. All right. If you're opposed, it's a nay. The amens have it, and they did in the first service as well. So uh, that is our new budget. And we're excited about what God is going to do with that. And like I said, whatever he gives, we just want to be good stewards. We want to be good managers of that. And so let's pray for God to bless our regular tithes and offerings as we give now. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for our new budget. And God, we know budget is it's just a piece of paper. But God, it's what, it's what we do and what we bring in and what we give. God, that is used for your kingdom. Help us to be good managers, good stewards of that. But God, we want, to do, we want to leverage all of that to reach as many people as possible with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, thank you for being so faithful to us. Father, help us to be faithful to you. And God, even now as we return our tithes and our offerings, God, I pray that you would bless this. And Father, help us to be, help us to be missions-minded. And God, I pray for every individual in this room that today we would walk out of here with a mission mindset not only for what happens across the seas, but God, wherever you put us, that is our mission field. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.